0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And boy, do we have an episode for you today. If you've been following the ever ongoing saga of Twitter the social media platform and tech titan Elon Musk well then today is a very big milestone in that particular story if you haven't been following it all please do check out our Elon Musk versus Twitter playlist where from the spring of this year till today there has been ongoing legal wrangling both from Elon Musk and from Twitter that had until this morning been culminating in a planned October 17th litigation wherein Twitter, the company, was going to attempt to force Elon Musk to purchase it for about $44 billion, being the original price that Elon Musk had signed a merger agreement for. Now, there had been legal wrangling. There had been suits and countersuits. There's been documentation that we have looked at throughout this playlist. But until this morning, it was starting to look like we were actually going to go through with a trial in just a couple of weeks. All that has changed, at least based on rumors that are supported by a lot of anonymous sources, but from a number of different outlets. And let's talk about why before we get to the specifics of what has changed. Over the past week or so... Things have heated up in the litigation process. I've included here a Twitter thread from a Twitter user by the name of the Chancery Daily referring to the Court of Chancery in Delaware. I think it's like 170 tweets, 180 tweets. Some of it might seem a little boring to you, but it summarizes what was a discovery hearing where Twitter and Elon Musk, or more specifically those parties' counsels, were fighting over what information they had received, what information they had not received. The kind of typical trial fights, but that was clearly going in a direction that at least as described, as summarized here, and we can't use recordings online because the court limits their availability to places like YouTube and episodes like here in Virtual Legality, at least according to the Chancery Daily, and I think the summary is pretty good, sounded like the court was getting a little flummoxed by some of the requests that were being made by both sides, but really more on Elon Musk's side. This was compounded a few days ago when, as part of the discovery process, texts tweets and conversations that Elon Musk had had with his private consortium of friends and allies, multimillionaires and celebrities all was released. The New York Times put this out and I'm going to link that to this video so that you can check it out for yourself. There's all sorts of stuff in here from just pages and pages of text messages between Elon Musk and his compatriots. And this was one of the things that we saw Elon Musk tried to have blocked. We saw that in the documents that were exchanged between the two parties as part of this expedited litigation process, where he said, look, you don't need texts from everybody I've ever talked to on this. They're not all going to be material to what the deal is. And Twitter ultimately won that battle to say, yes, you have to release all of these things. So these two news items combined, along with this notion that I think Elon Musk and probably his litigation team was coming to, that this was not going to be as easy of a fight as they might have thought it would be, all led to news this morning that honestly was a little bit shocking. Or as CNBC reports here, Elon Musk changes course and proposes going through with Twitter deal at original price, colon sources. Now we take all this with a grain of salt. We haven't seen a letter filed yet. We anticipate we will see that filed as Elon Musk and his litigation counsel has been doing with the SEC at some point in the near future, but that this letter basically says, from Elon Musk's side of things, I give up. I'm not going to try to negotiate a lower price. I don't want to proceed with this litigation for reasons that we can definitely discuss. Is it those text messages? Is it something else as part of this whole story? But that he wants to just go ahead and buy the company at the original price that he had promised Even though there's all sorts of differences in the economy, both with inflation and in the tech sector in general, with various issues across all sorts of capital markets and technology companies, he's still willing to go forward with 5420, which to me, as a lawyer, signals a generalized weakness or belief in weakness in the case that they were going to present. This also resulted in the stock market pulling Twitter off the board for a period of time after it jumped 15% in a very short amount of time. And here's how CNBC reports this. Elon Musk has reversed course and is again proposing to buy Twitter for that 54.20 a share. Yes, that's a joke number. Elon Musk is who he is. According to sources familiar with the matter, a deal could happen as soon as Friday, the sources added. Twitter shares jumped as much as 15% on Tuesday after Bloomberg first reported on the Tesla CEO's plans to go forth with his deal to acquire the company. The stock was halted after the report. A few weeks after Musk agreed to the deal earlier this year, it's more like a couple of months, but a few weeks is incorporative of that concept. Valuing Twitter at $44 billion, he quickly tried to back out, officially informing the company in July of his intentions to terminate the agreement. He actually says he did terminate it. That's the proper way to describe it legally, but obviously the sides disagree on that. Twitter sued Musk to force him to go through with the purchase. The two sides were scheduled to go to trial in Delaware Chancery Court on October 17th. Musk alleged that Twitter was misstating the number of bots on its service as one of the reasons he was re- on the deal. He and his lawyers claim that the social media company was misleading investors by providing false numbers in corporate filings with the Securities and Exchange Commission. And he also, as part of his main argument was suggesting that Twitter was failing to get him the data needed to evaluate their bot number himself. And that's where you get into fights over exactly what kind of due diligence was waived and what the information covenant in the merger agreement required Twitter to do with respect to Mr. Musk. Twitter countered, however, that Musk's assertions of fraud were incorrect, as, as one does, and were based on a misunderstanding of the way the company tallies bots and fake accounts on its platform. Musk also alleged that Twitter failed to provide him with the necessary data related to spam and bots, which Twitter denied. Twitter alleged that Musk was looking for a reason to back out of the deal when the company's shares dropped alongside a broader decline in the overall market, specifically because he was going to backstop his purchase price with Tesla shares that, when liquidated, were worth a lot less as the Tesla share price went down. CNBC has learned that Musk could own Twitter within a matter of days and that all litigation would come to an end. Meanwhile, Tesla shares dropped about $9 per share as the news of Musk's proposal crossed, but are still up more than 2% on the day. So yes, litigation would end, right? Because what is the purpose of the litigation? The purpose of the litigation is for Twitter to go and force this deal to happen. If the other side says, I will give you whatever it is you are suing me to achieve, then the case before the court is mooted. And the parties can just commence with their transaction. Now, you could get into games playing here. You could get into Elon Musk trying to moot the litigation and then delay it and just be a general uh, kind of thorn in the side of the Twitter board. But that would seem unwise because the court is going to have this pending going forward with whatever happens between Elon Musk and Twitter. So the real question becomes... Is this legitimate, number one, but it certainly seems to be from all the places reporting on it and certainly investors took it very, very seriously when they up jumped the price of Twitter by 15% in a very short period of time. If it is real, is it still going to go through? I think at this point, if Elon Musk is committed to a deal, then yes, it will go through because there isn't much of a choice with the court case pending and making Elon Musk look even worse than he already did if he were to back off a deal at this point. They say it could go through this week, as in close by about Friday. So question three is, are you actually going to close that deal that soon? And is Elon Musk the owner of Twitter by the time we get to next weekend's college football games? Perhaps that is, in fact, the case. And then point four would be, why did Mr. Musk go through all of this, right? At the end of the day. All that has happened here is that lawyers have collected billable hours. Elon Musk agreeing to the price exactly as it was when he originally offered it, despite all the changes in the market, despite everything he's accused the Twitter board of having hidden, suggests that he doesn't believe he can win the litigation or not easily. But it also suggests that he isn't serious even about negotiating the price downward for any of that stuff. So it really would be, if it goes down in the fashion CNBC has suggested here, a total capitulation on the part of Elon Musk. So I know this is a short video, but I wanted to get this news out there. It's an important update to this story. We might wind up having another video on this topic uh, because there's probably going to be some letters and some sorting out. And then finally a deal closed with Elon Musk becoming the owner of Twitter when for all the world, it looked like that was the one outcome that wouldn't happen absent a court order. That is a story as of today. And that will be the story maybe as of the rest of the week. So... If you enjoy this kind of content, please do check out our Utreon, our Patreon, supporting the channel, telling your friends, all that great stuff. But otherwise, just kind of sharing this stuff around because this information is important for anybody that is interested in software and technology. If you watch this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.